0: If you're just tuning in and want to find out more about what this podcast is about then either read the description or go to the intro episode good morning everyone and thanks for tuning in to our csap podcast called the tales from the csap floor today's episode is going to be called the secret sauce and joining me today is orshi such the talent lead for global virtual sales here in csap and Vessel Van Roy, who is an account manager here at Cisco, who has just joined the public team in the Netherlands, right, Vessel? That's correct. Thanks for coming here. I wanna dive straight into the secret sauce matter. The phrase secret sauce, we've all heard it a million times, from cooking shows to motivational talks to sport movies, and it's this thing that brings you to success. So I wanna start this episode by actually determining: like, is there a secret sauce? Is there this one thing that we're looking for when applying to the program, or is she probably what you are looking for with all your years of experience when talking to people at the assessment centers or interview?
1: What I can say is that when we recruit, when we pick the top talent for the program, what we look for is really the future leaders of Cisco and the industry. And we try to get to know people during the process and look for those signs, for those competencies that give us the feeling, give us the confirmation that person has that potential to become one of those future leaders.
0: Mm -hmm. What do you think, Wessel?
2: What I see as well, when I had the assessment center, you already had that assessment center in your head played a dozen of times. Mm -hmm. But what you actually see is that the way it it is actually going is not the way you planned it to be. Mm -hmm. So coming back to the point, is there a secret sauce? I would say prepare very well and, and do your best. And then you will become the secret sauce but you you definitely have all kind of flavors of sauces
0: for me it was always kind of a, a bit confusing you know you watch a movie and then the like, coach comes up to you and he says you just have to believe in yourself and you're like oh i like i didn't know that thank you for you telling that i okay, completely that's the secret so or i want i would like to start with you because you've been with cisco for 12 years am i correct yes. and being in recruitment you must have had a like, I don't know hundreds or maybe thousands of interviews already and you've been both on the employee and the employer side so what I would like to know is if you compare your first interview that you went to as a as an employee to your last interview that you went to what were the things that stayed from the first one and what are the things that are definitely a lot different
1: when I first applied for a serious job I was still at university And the truth is, I just heard on the corridor that they were hiring flight attendants from our school. And I must say that I went into the interview with very little preparation. So if I look back, I'm a little bit ashamed of myself. But I always thought in these situations that my personality and my uh, capabilities and my communication skills will win me the the job. And very often they did, (laughs) but I learned uh, during my career that preparing and showing to the employer that you want to work for that company, you want to be part of the team, is already half the success.
0: Mm-hmm. Wesley, you just went through a couple interviews. I mean, you just got into CSAP. If you were in the internship for Cisco before, what, what changed after the first interviews you had at Cisco? Is there something that you picked up and you're gonna implement it in the future interviews that you have? First of all, I was
2: worrying a bit, actually a lot, about uh, being nervous as well. And uh, the assessment center uh, has like the interview, the role play, and... um, The presentation. The presentation. So you had all three of them, and along the way, you get less nervous as well. So you get into the assessment center at some point. Uh, What I use from that right now, it's okay to be nervous. And it's already a great achievement that you are there.
0: Yeah, so I absolutely agree with that. We all we all get nervous, and you can just if you just somehow at some point understand that okay, I'm I'm really just freaking out right now, and you just embrace it because well, let's face it, it's gonna follow us everywhere. There's no yeah. switch off sign that we're like okay, now I'm I'm totally prepared and ready. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I think uh, I think uh, when you progress in your career, um, you will learn how to transform that, how to use that as an energy, how to. Uh, make it a positive thing because being nervous also means that your body is uh, uh, developing adrenaline your your heart beats faster your blood goes faster mm-hmm. so that's a good thing because then your brain is also functioning much better than in a in a regular state um, so you can learn it how to use it how to uh, take advantage of this
0: Going back to the assessment center was. Can you tell us, like, in, in short terms, how, how to go? Like, how did you prepare for it so we can kind of get a feeling of what what are the basics that you did to to get in?
2: So, so first, the the interview. I didn't prepare that much uh, because it's an interview. It's a one on one. It's about who you are. Just being yourself, being authentic. Of course, uh, you need to know why you were there. Why you want to go into sales why you want to work for an IT company but those things i already knew before i didn't have to prepare for that Mm -hmm. the role play is something i really had to prepare there's a lot of information available about cisco they do not expect you to know every technology by heart but you have to make sure you have a bit of a knowledge asking questions afterwards or before it's not a bad thing but definitely preparation is is key there and then you had. Um, I keep forgetting the
0: the, the presentation. The presentation. <laughs> the you post- really didn't like that one, I guess. <laughs> no, i <Like>, no. Like, <laughs> no. yeah. suppressing we, we some try. memories. He <laughs> tries to forget.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the advice I would give there is: um, uh, look at yourself. You know how good you are at presentations. They are not expecting perfect presentations. Mm -hmm. But make sure you prepare that well as well. A presentation is just you spitting out words Mm -hmm. in a nice way. Make sure what is going on within Cisco. Make sure you think about my assessors. What do they actually want to see from me? Mm -hmm. So that also is based on a lot of preparation, I would say.
0: Uh, I would like to make a little like distinguish distinguishing thing because there I think there are two sides of how, how you actually prepare for the interview. Let's call the first one like logistics, I'd say. So as you said correctly, who, figure out where you're going, what the company does, and just some basic information. And I would also like to add that the minute details that you know sometimes really show that you put your time into. I remember in my interview, we talked half of the interview about corporate social responsibility at Cisco. But still, it showed that, you know, you spend some time not just preparing for this, but you're actually interested for what you're doing. So going back to my point, we have these two parts. The first is logistics. So again, find out everything that is necessary. And the second part, which I would like to talk to you about, is more of a personal, the character of a person that you go there. So you can do all the preparation you do, uh, you need to do, but there are some other things that you need to show to, to the assessors in order for them to understand that you're actually the right fit for Cisco. So what are these... Personal traits that you're looking for.
1: So, we have several assessors sitting there. That's very important that we have many pairs of eyes and ears trying to get to know the candidate as much as possible within that limited time frame. Mm-hmm. Good news is, we are all very curious people. I can speak for myself, I'm very curious about human nature. But it's important that we have different perspectives and everybody has their own way, has their own process of getting to know the candidate. We know what we can give to our ASRs, associates and ASCs in the program. We know our curriculum, our coaching, everything, everything that is possible during the 12 months. What we look for is the potential in the candidate that they are open for for that learning opportunity they want to learn all those things they enjoy at the same time learning all those things so going back to what Wessel said about the role play when you prepare and you start learning about cisco's technological solutions what we can give to our customers as a value if that excites you then you are at the right place you mentioned corporate social responsibility so That's the cultural fit. We have a very rich culture in Cisco that we are extremely proud of. We give back to the community, we have diverse teams, and the list is long. Mm -hmm. It comes across during those conversations if you are someone who wants to be part of that, who will value that environment.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I would like to draw this parallel. I don't know if it's correct or not, but the first half of the year in, in CSAP is more like a university program. You still, you still have a lot of classes. It is still a corporate environment, but you do study a lot. But I do have to, uh, There's a was a big distinguishment between my university groups and the, the group that I had here because... In there, there were just people that had the same goal. I mean, we just wanted to get our degree, but the spectrum of personalities there was very big. But here coming into CSEP, although again, 25 countries, 50 people, all different, but there is this something that unifies us all. You know, you you can come to everyone and you know that there's gonna be a connection Instantly. So is that authenticity? Is that culture? What what would you, how would you determine that? I'm
1: really glad that you bring this up because this goes back to the previous uh, conversation. If there is a specific personality that we are looking for or we have a checklist, of course, we do have things that we look for. But there is no perfect candidate. There is no salesperson by the book. We very often hear from, not, not inside a company, but from friends, oh, all the salespeople are very loud and extroverted and they like being the heart of the party. Honestly, not true. So when you enter the floor, you probably have experienced that some are more quiet, some are immediately building the relationship with the others. We have totally different cultural backgrounds so i'm personally a great believer of building diverse teams have totally different mindsets come together Totally different backgrounds come together. And then the result that comes out of that is much, much better than, you know, you put the, the same people as yourself in the room because then we will all think the same.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really glad you said because uh, I remember that during the assessment center and basically during all the interview process that we have, we always get feedback on what we actually do. And it's a very new feeling that you do because usually when you get when you hear feedback, it's your parent's telling you off or something or... <laughs> or you did this wrong, or you did this wrong. And you're always very defensive about it because it, well, we don't like hearing other people talk about us, let's say. So, but what was your, your feedback during the assessment center? And what was the reason you think that you got in? I mean, after the assessment center, you went in there and like, okay, I think I did well or I think I did not. What was your thought process then?
2: First of all, I think I agree with Orshi. If you see the amount of people and the kind of people who are in the program, everyone is different. So my answer is definitely going to be different compared to your answer. Mm-hmm. I'm a very uh, much an extrovert. I talk a lot. So it felt for me that I was, by being enthusiastic and being energetic, I was getting there and I was getting through the rounds as well. But now if I look to all my fellow CSEPers, I see so many people are so different. But somehow I can realize why they were picked out of all these candidates. And that is that I cannot grab it. But that's, that's the feeling you have when you're sitting in the room across all those people and you have a bond w- with each other. So what for me, the thing what did it in the assessment center was about preparation, being OK to fail. Really listen to the feedback they give during the day. The feedback you receive in the morning, you can already apply that in your next session. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will really help you. They also check and they also want to know if you can implement feedback. During this year of CSAP, you get a tremendous amount of, of feedback. And it's not always nice. But I think Cisco is not looking for people who are not open for feedback. Because they want to build uh, you to a stronger a person
0: would you agree with that or
1: yeah absolutely maybe that's the huge difference between university Mm -hmm. and what happens here because at university it's up to you how much you absorb in CSAP we really focus on your personal opportunities your personal potential it's an extremely important word for us and we do coaching the team that is uh, responsible for the associates during the 12 months They are all very passionate about providing that ongoing coaching and continuous development opportunity. When it comes to feedback, we don't like feedback. Let's just be honest. Nobody likes (laughs) to hear that you need to develop this. Of course, if the feedback is, oh, you are excellent. You have done a tremendous job here and there. That's great to hear. But the moment we talk about the development opportunities, it feels a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes it even hurts. So we try, we make a huge effort to give that feedback in a way that you see the value in this. So you do the preparation and we would like to give something back for that Mm -hmm. preparation. And the feedback that you receive during the day is already a step in that development path
0: i would like to add to that because we've we've glanced through this before but for example i remember during my role play one of the things you gave me as feedback is that although that it didn't go the whole role play didn't go as planned you were still calm and i was completely panicking the whole interview for me which was kind of bizarre and i probably glanced over it the first time you said it but then when i got in and when i started hearing it from more people i'm like okay apparently I don't show that much and I didn't even know this about myself. So you have this way of seeing something in people that they don't even actually agree with and they don't know that they have this potential. So are there any like markers you're looking for? How do you see that, okay, this can be good, even though that the person cannot actually realize himself that he's actually good at this?
1: I'm not going to reveal my secret <laughs> of how I do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it this way. Mm-hmm everybody has something. Mm -hmm. We are all born with a kind of talent. We are all born with something that differentiates us from all the other human beings out there. I always look for that something. Mm -hmm. That's my objective and it's sometimes super challenging because we have 20, 30 minutes together. You probably both remember that I challenged you during that short period of time. Mm -hmm. And that's what's behind it. I'm looking for something that makes you stand out from the crowd, that you can bring to the company, to your job, and it can transform into passion. It can transform to something that is innovative, that brings energy and value.
0: I think that's a very good connection back to the authenticity that we say. Although we are being pushed during the interview process, but I think that when you're stressing, you kind of start forgetting what you need to say. The notes don't make sense, the slides don't work. So you're left with the thing that you're actually good at. And if I'm correct, you're just looking for people to show that good thing that's yeah, left after, sure you know, after right. you're stressed, after nothing makes sense, there's the thing that yeah. stays that you're actually good at.
1: And if, if you are yourself, you will show it because it's in you. Mm-hmm. Just be ready to open up. That's
0: Okay, so we're running out of time, but we'll, we still need to go through a few do's and don'ts, I would say that. So just quick glance through the assessment center. Wessel, what would you say are the biggest don'ts when you come to an interview and the do's, I'd say?
2: I think a lot of people, they have a lot of confidence as well. I think having confidence is essential. But make sure that being overly confident is not turning into arrogance. That is something you have to take in mind. Next to that, be nice. Just be nice. Be yourself and ask questions. It's okay to... I'm telling the do's now. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. We'll figure uh, it out. (laughs) Okay, let's put it this way. Don't ask nothing. Mm -hmm. Be interested.
0: What do you think are like the don'ts in a presentation? Because for me, I mean, there's a line, if you can't present, you'll present anything. So is there something that you not? is it just about the presentation skill or is there something more that we're looking for?
1: If I want to simplify the presentation, it's content and delivery. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the content, we always give a topic that gives a huge room for innovation and being creative and bring your own personal thoughts to the table next to all the research that you've done. If you're structured, if you're creative, if you have done your homework, the content will be right. In terms of the delivery, again, bring your personality. Don't try to be someone you are not. Show your energy, show your passion, be kind, that's always important. Mm -hmm. Also use the opportunity to connect with the audience. So often I see people who want to deliver the presentation and they forgot about the audience. That's the most important, if I want to be honest. Connect with those two, three people who are in the room, one way or the other, find a way to...
0: To do it. To do it, yes. And then finally, the role play, I'd say. Wessel, what are the biggest do's and don'ts in the role play? And <laughs> mm-hmm. or she now of course. Now that you look bad. Yeah, right? yeah. Now <laughs> <that she laughs> look And of <laughs> course, or she feel free to jump in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she's always free to jump in. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, again, may, maybe I already said it, but it's okay to not know something. If you come across uh, during your role play about a technical question or about a technology whereby you think, oh, I should have known this. If you don't know, just say, I don't know, but I'm going to look it up for you.
0: The, you're not, you're not going to be able to fake your way through. So mm-hmm. yeah, of course, accepting your own limitations is very important. Yeah. Worship, anything to add to that?
1: Same as for the presentation, but much stronger connect. So it's a role play where you are the salesperson and the, the assessor is the customer. When you are in sales or in any kind of interaction with humans, it's so important to connect first, to have that s- common ground. And if you don't do that, you can do the, the most marvelous job in terms of structure, etc. P- it probably won't be a good role play and you will feel that. Mm-hmm. So use the time at the beginning and throughout to, to build that relationship
0: I would like to finish it out on, on a more humorous note I'd say do you have any stories to share with some of the <laughs> some of the assessment centers that good it was well I can start for example we've heard a story of a girl applying for the position and the first thing she said during the interview is that she hates calling customers and you're like well <clears throat> did you read the name of the position are you, are you sure this actually true you've had hundreds of them. Is there something you can share with us?
1: Well, I would say Without that, names, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> I'll submit the list later. But I would say that there is good in every kind of role play, presentation, and interview. There is something good. But things can go wrong. And it normally goes wrong when people don't realize that it is about common interest. We want to learn if we are the right fit for each other. hmm and they misinterpret the challenging questions. So if I dig deeper, it's because I want to know that we are the right fit. If they, they are not comfortable in the situation, they don't understand where it comes from, that's when things can go wrong. And it happens.
0: I think that's also an interesting point you're making about misinterpreting stuff. Yes. Even, even if you're being pushed, it's not because people derive pleasure from making you stressed or something. So I think it's also... V- Coming back to the do's and don'ts, it's also very important to get rid of the biases that you you might have during the interview. No matter what they are, it can be whatever. But if you feel that something, uh, you're feeling something without it actually being there, the faster you get rid of this, the better everything will go. And
1: maybe that's one of the most difficult things. So you sit across the table with someone who reminds you of someone. It could be something that was a good experience or a bad experience. It will influence the way you interact. So consciously remove that bias and just remember we are here for the same reason. We want to know if we can work together during the next couple of years in this company. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you for that answer. And also, uh, I would like to close this episode with you. I mean, we're you're early in career right now, but we're all being told we're going to be Good the <laughs> <laughs> that we're the leaders of the future generation. Hopefully. So yeah, so I I assume you're gonna hold some interviews in the future, and you're gonna look for something in people and maybe ask some questions. Do you do you think you have some questions that you're gonna ask, or you're gonna look for some specific traits in your future employees?
2: I thought about this a couple of times before. What would I really look for? I think one of the questions would be, if you won at the lottery today, would you still be in the same room with me having this conversation?
1: And mm. the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: that's, that's a very good one, actually. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that would be my question, yeah. Perfect. I think we're up with time. So Orshi, Wessel, thank you very much for coming over. This was an amazing episode.
2: Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter, for having
0: us. And for everyone else tuning in, stay tuned for future episodes of the Tales from the CSAP floor. If you're interested in finding out more about the CSAP program or when to apply for a role, then go to the link in the description and stay tuned.